And yeah, I've certainly had more than I can count nights crying on the couch, just like, I don't want to do this, this is awful, what am I doing, you know, doubting everything I've created. And I think that's just, yeah, I don't think we probably talk about that enough as entrepreneurs. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We've got an awesome episode for you today with Rachel Meyer, the owner and founder of Summit Fit. She'll explain what it is, but before we got started, I wanted to let you know that she's getting ready to start her six-week Fuel Your Adventure Challenge. I think the end of sign-up is today, but it starts on the 8th. So if you're interested in that, listen to the end and she'll explain how to sign up and how to get in touch with her. Uh, It's a really cool program and she does really good work. You'll also notice that this is a Life Outside the Box episode. And in the last few months, we've told you that to get access to Life Outside the Box episodes, you need to be a patron of the show. But we started realizing that There is a demand for advice and for inspiration for folks wanting to start their own businesses or at least start a side hustle that has to do with their passion around adventure sports and around the outdoors. So we realized that the content in these Life Outside the Box episodes are just too valuable to keep behind closed doors. So what we're going to do is we're going to start allowing Life Outside the Box episodes to air just like regular episodes every Friday. And they're going to be focused on building an adventure, building a life outside the box. We'll interview people just living differently, um, maybe leaving their jobs or, or trying to start something new out of nothing. And people really just taking a leap of faith to live a life surrounded by their adventure. And we hope you enjoy them. We hope you garner some inspiration, uh, maybe get in touch with the people that we interview. But we wanted to make sure that that information wasn't concealed um, like it has been because it's really good stuff. Also, if you are a patron of the show and you're like, well, what the heck? I was a patron. I was paying for this. Doing it this way is going to help us ensure that we get the best interviewees that we can as well as making sure their advice and information and insight uh, don't fall on on too few ears. However, we will be releasing patron-only content behind the Patreon wall from time to time, as well as extra material behind each of our interviews. And if you want to become a patron, just go to patreon.com slash adventuresportspodcast. It really helps the show, and it helps us to produce the best content that we can. So if you are a patron, I want to thank you. And I hope you continue to be. It'll definitely be worth it. We're going to keep making these small changes to make this show as valuable as possible to each and every one of you. You know, if you've been a listener for a while, you know that this show has inspired both Kurt and Travis to really change a lot about their lives. Kurt moved to a new place that is pretty much a mecca of adventure sports, and Travis decided to take his family on the road for a year or more and those are both really huge life-altering events that this show has helped inspired so that leads me to our last announcement if this show has inspired you in a way we want to let you know about our new phone number where you can call in and leave a voicemail Uh, we'd love feedback on the show We'd love to hear your stories of maybe something crazy that happened over the weekend or tell us how this show has inspired you or changed the way you approach your hobbies or the adventure sports that you're into or what it has led you to get into. Personally, this show has caused me to try new sports, to get in touch with some of the interviewees that have been on in the past and it's led to friendships it's led to all kinds of really cool things so if you have a story like that or you just want to share some feedback about the show we'd love for you to call in it's uh 812 mail pod that is 812 m-a-i-l-p-o-d which also translates to 812-624-5763 we know that a lot of you are driving when you're listening to this so you can't really pull out 
the laptop and start typing it up in email. But what you can do is you can have our number saved in your phone, have something on your mind, have something you want to share. Just give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. Let us know about a cool story you heard recently. We really want to start hearing from our listeners. So feel free to call us anytime, share anything you'd like. If you got an idea of someone who could be on the show, call us with their name and maybe some contact info. But we just want to continue making ways for you to get in touch with us and to feel like you're a part of this community. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. We're posting a lot of content there now. So yeah, get in touch any way you want to. If you'd like to email me personally, my email is mason at adventuresportspodcast.com. So thanks for letting me share all that. Let's get back to the episode. All right, so welcome to the show. Today I have Rachel Meyer with me of Summit Fit. She does, well, why don't I let you explain it? Rachel, welcome to the show. And what exactly, how would you tell people what you do? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Like you said, my name is Rachel Meyer and my business, yeah, is Summit Fit. And the idea behind my business really is to get people of all, you know, ages and backgrounds outdoors more and really helping them you know, optimize their health so that they can do that. So we kind of have a multifaceted, you know, approach and kind of programs to what we offer. But uh, one of the slogans, you know, we use a lot is ditch the scale and find a trail, you know, just to not get so wrapped up in kind of the fitness world that is what it is and really just focus on feeling your best so you can feel your adventures. Um, so we help people, you know, feel their best, but kind of the long-term goal is to get them outside more and engaged in habits that really energize, you know, all of their life. And one of the ways we do that is through, you know, backpacking trips and 14ers and really getting women who maybe didn't feel comfortable to get on a trail or do a 14er or backpacking trip, you know, outside and feeling their best to be able to actually do that. So, you know, we, coach people in a variety of ways, but that's kind of the essence of what we do is helping people fuel those bigger adventures. Awesome. No, that's, that sounds awesome. So you mentioned uh, women a few times. Is that what uh, you try to focus on for your clientele? Yeah, at this point, we are focused on exclusively women, and in the future, we would like to expand to Summit Fit Family, because we find that once women really adopt the Summit Fit lifestyle, it really carries into their kiddos, into their you know partners, and it really just kind of becomes a family affair. So you know, at the point at this point, we do focus on women because we feel like they're kind of the pinnacle of of health in the family. Like you know, if women change their habits. You know, the mom, whatever, it typically infiltrates you in the family. So uh, the women are kind of the change makers with health. And um, women have typically not felt confident, you know, to be on trails alone or go backpacking alone. Yeah, or, definitely. you know, a lot of the outdoor industry is focused on men. So really just empowering women to be able to do those things as well and feel confident uh, to, you know, do whatever they want in the yeah, outdoors. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, I, I, yeah, I know you through doing a, a backpacking trip where it was an all women's trip. And so is that kind of, what, what is your program encompass? Is it going to someone's house? Is it basically sending them a program to do? And then they check one with you like over the phone or email, or do you have a place you congregate with, with clients? How does that work? So 95% of my time with coaching is spent doing my group programs. So at this point I run a six week course called the fuel your adventure challenge. And so we spend six weeks together in an online space. So I create a poll for them and then we have a face, a private Facebook group that we kind of, you know, encourage each one, one another every single day and, you know, see face to face that way. But yeah, we, I create kind of a six-week protocol that incorporates the six power habits. Uh, the six power habits are really like the foundational 
educational piece of my work. And one of those power habits is getting outdoors. But I really coach women through those, really help them optimize their nutrition, you know, get workouts in that are going to help them on a trail or help them do, you know, whatever they're wanting to do. And then we have a membership, which is a month to month thing where women kind of just get ongoing support. I show up via live video, I bring in speakers and other people to kind of improve our knowledge in certain areas you know I give them workouts and meal plans and that type of thing and then we have our backpacking trips and monthly free events that happen with local members but I have women literally all over the country we've even had a few women other countries yeah yeah you know most of the interaction takes place online and you know I don't do a lot of one-on-one in person right now I do have VIP coaching which is basically online zoom calls but a lot of those clients aren't local so we meet you know in a, on the online space primarily well that's good for you I mean you that means you can really accept anybody from anywhere as long as they have internet access that's gotta be yeah. handy yeah And I think women enjoy having a wide variety of people from all over the place kind of doing this, you know, Summit Fit lifestyle together allows us to build more community. And then when we do come together for a backpacking trip or some sort of retreat or whatnot, you know, it's really, really cool to have, you know, experience life together and then finally meet face to face. It's just a really cool thing. So, wow. so, so yeah, that, that's kind of how you gather your, this community together is to go on a big trip like you, you were doing this summer. And yes. I mean, where you live is great because it's, it's an epic, it's a Mecca of awesome things to do, but it's also pretty centralized in the country. So I'm sure people can come from every direction and yes. right here. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. So where did you, uh, where did you come up with this idea to do summit fit? Yeah, so my husband and I moved our two kids from Kansas City to Denver four years ago now, and I had dabbled in uh, gardening and, you know, seasonal eating and, you know, outdoor adventure and just kind of all the things, and I knew that I didn't want to take the traditional path of fitness, you know, with the, you know, before and after pictures and dieting just making it really all about vanity and like body image. And I really wanted to take the approach of making health an adventure for anyone and making it your own. And so I, I spent several years trying to come up with the perfect name. And for me, like really, I really needed that name to embody and just say what I was doing. And I was, laying in my backyard one afternoon I think I was doing some yoga and maybe journaling and just kind of chilling out this is that's when I come up with my best ideas is when I'm doing nothing right not oh, trying definitely. Name, trying to think of a good blog post yeah, or whatever yeah. uh, and some of it literally just popped in my head and I was like that that's it uh that really and I wasn't trying to think of it it just popped into my head and I knew from that point on, like, that was going to be, you know, my focus is not just getting women on the trail, but, you know, that summit fit play on words, helping women reach their potential, eventually, you know, families, but helping women reach their potential, feel their absolute best so they can live out the ambitions and the passions and the adventures, you know, that they have inside of them rather than making health just about a restriction and reaching a certain size and that type of thing. And I feel like when you, when you make that shift, it really takes the pressure off of, you know, living health a certain way and doing diet a certain way and just allows you to live your life to the best that you can. And so, you know, the, the summit part of it, I feel like a lot of people do love the outdoors and want to spend more time in the outdoors. And so when you can give them that focus of, well, I want to go on Rachel's backpacking trip or, you know, I want to start doing some trail running, then it becomes about a joyful experience rather than I have to work out. I have to eat a salad, you know, X, Y, Z. So I think it's, you know, I grew up on a 300 acre farm and being was just a part of my DNA. And I've always been the like, climb the tree girl, like walk barefoot, you know, just really, really 
down to earth in my element. And so Summit Fit is kind of just an overflow of who I am and what I love and just um, attracting other other women who love the same things and want a different approach to life and health. So that's no, I, I love the name. Um, I love the the mission behind it. And, you know, I, I think kind of reaching some sort of health goal a lot of times can just seem from the outside from like family members or friends, it really, especially the person in it, it seems like it can get very selfish. And when it's all about, you know, checking yep. yourself out in the mirror, four times a day, checking your way, checking this and that. And it's, it's almost like the summit to me, it kind of takes, takes your eyes off yourself and points it towards this much bigger goal that, well, in your case, you get to involve a lot more people in, and it seems just overall like a healthier approach to getting fit and getting healthy. Now I really like this. So, um, you said you, you move back in 2014 to Denver. Is that when you started it or did you start it like a few years later? So I had a newborn and a 20 month old at that point. All and right. so it took about a year and a half of kind of getting back into my own, you know, health and fitness and starting to, yeah. you know, be active again. And I had never hiked, you know, I'd been outdoors a lot, but hiking in the Midwest is not like, you don't hike in the Midwest. You <laughs> right, know? right. You walk, you do go for walks, huh? <laughs> do other things and so you know we kind of had to as a family you know learn about the culture here and what it means to do kind of outdoor venture in in Colorado and so it took about a year and a half before I so Summit Fit is two years old almost two years old okay. so it, yeah a couple of years into our journey here is when I really committed full-time to not just having a hobby but an actual business and you know really helping as many people as possible and and taking this message as far you know as we could possibly take it so yeah, yeah big difference between a hobby business and an actual business so yeah, yeah. so it wasn't the outdoor culture that the reason you moved to Denver was it like a job or something that, that brought you out here or we definitely moved to Denver because we loved just, we loved the weather. We loved the mountains, okay. even though we hadn't experienced them like we do now. Mm -hmm. We took 80% of our vacations out here. And, you know, I had said on one of our trips out here, like, I'm going to live here someday. And I remember saying that on one of the trails in Boulder. And That's so, awesome. yeah, I mean, we definitely moved because we got a job, but we had been trying for several years and it just hadn't worked out. So once we finally got the opportunity, we really jumped at it and kind of evolved, you know, from there. And I mean, I don't believe you have to live in Denver to experience the outdoors. A large portion of my clientele is not in Denver. And so it's really cool to see them kind of create their own unique outdoor experiences, despite, you know, the climate or the land you know, around. But yeah, the, the, uh, Certainly the outdoor culture and weather and mountains are what ultimately drew us to Denver. So, wow. No, that's, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And you know, I get, a, I get a, we came here from Florida the same year, 2014, and I get a lot of crap from people of like, oh yeah, everybody's coming here. But I've noticed like the people that move here intentionally, like, like your family, out my family and some friends I have, it's like, we don't waste any time really taking advantage of the place. Like you came here and within two years, you're running a business to help people experience this place better. Whereas mm -hmm. like, I feel like a lot of natives, you know, they, yeah, they might've taken them for granted. Not all of them, of course, but a lot of them right. that I've met. And I think, you know, there is a huge influx of people coming to Denver, but so much of them are incredibly passionate, are contributing to society are starting businesses or are, are raising kids in a really healthy way. And yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you get any of that? Just the crap about moving from the Midwest, just like so many other people are doing right now? I mean, you know, we certainly had the skepticism when we first moved of, you know, you're leaving family behind, you're leaving everything you've known, you know, oh, yeah. we grew up you know I, I didn't know anything else and so you know I think people really realized after a couple of years of living here that we you know just came out of our shell in a, a really cool way and to be able to launch I, I mean I don't believe I would have my business if I still lived in the Midwest 
not that you can't have this type of business in the Midwest, but I think the place that you're in really does help cultivate, you know, your creativity and just, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, the heart and mission behind what you're doing. And, you know, for me being an outdoor person, you know, that's when I come alive the most and that's when I can serve and help people the most and being here, you know, in a place where you can be outside and, you know, you can hike right out your back door, basically, uh, you know, make a big, a big difference. But yeah, certainly, you know, being in any city like Austin or Seattle or Denver, where, you know, there's a hundreds of thousands of people moving there yeah. every year, yeah. you know, you can get lumped into that bubble. But, uh, you know, surprisingly, I meet, you know, I've led several hikes with other organizations. And a lot of the women who even grew up here, but or moved here, just say, like, I would love to be on a trail more. I would love to get outside more, but I just don't know a lot of people doing that. And wow. it's always shocking to me living in a place like this that people say that. Uh, but I think it just goes to show you that a lot of people don't take advantage of the outdoors to their fullest capacity. Because I wrote a post yesterday. I did a, um, a fall hike with a friend. And mm -hmm. I mean, Ultimately, you still have to get it on your calendar. The trail doesn't come to you. The outdoors don't come to you. You have to go to them. And it's just like anything, if you don't prioritize it, you can live in Denver and hike once a year and pretty easily like just not take advantage of what you have around you. So, If you want to get into backpacking, but you're not sure where to start, go check out campcrate.net. Campcrate can help you plan the backpacking trip of a lifetime and supply you with all the rental gear you need. Simply go online and choose your gear and your itinerary. Campcrate will then ship your gear anywhere in the U.S. When your trip is finished, use the pre-printed return label to ship the gear back. It's that easy. Campcrate. Rent. Explore. Return. Yeah, that's it. We, we've been so busy this summer. It's It's been a treat every time we get out. And it's, like you said, it doesn't come to you. We're we're 20 minutes away from, we're in the foothills near near Golden. And holy cow, it's still like, could be months at a time before I get out there if I get too bogged down with work. But um, yep. that's where people like you come in to help encourage us to get out. But so yeah, I wanted to go back to um, starting the business. You you said you were always you you started with like a garden and and doing your own kind of life transformation. Um, how did you know you wanted to turn it into a business? Did did a friend approach you and like, hey, can you help me do what you did? And you were like, hey, I could do this. You said you come up with a name, um, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of a lot of our listeners live in places that might not be, you know. Uh, out, out, as outdoorsy, but they have an idea and they want to do something, but they really don't know where to start. And you said, was it the name first yeah. for you? Yeah. I mean, I had a long journey before Summit Fit. Like the name just helped kind of, it helped marry the idea of health and yeah. fitness and outdoor adventure for me together. Cause I think, you know, there's the wellness and the wellness industry is so oversaturated mm -hmm. and if you don't set yourself apart and really kind of follow your, you know, your passions and your heart's desires, you know, health can really become very shallow and, you know, not have a lot of meaning behind it. Um, so for me, it was really important. I have a, you know, I have a background in health, so I have an exercise science degree. I have a uh, holistic health certification from a in New York, you know, I went through my own personal experience of going from, you know, super sick, autoimmune type, you know, issues, um, terrible fatigue, needing naps every day, and really transforming my own health through primarily through nutrition, and, you know, just discovering holistic health in something I literally knew nothing about until you know, my health really yeah, went south. Yeah. I see on your website, you were a Dorito and Mountain Dew addict for a while. <laughs> I, was, I was every day drinking Mountain Dew for probably a decade. Really? Uh, it still boggles my that's mind crazy. to think that that's uh, how I used to eat. But, you know, I think just people want to be around people who are passionate and help them, you know, solve their problems. That's ultimately what you are as an entrepreneur. You're a problem yeah. solver. Right. And so, 
you know, you don't necessarily have to, you know, like you guys have, but um, you don't have to necessarily just focus on outdoor adventure. You know, it can be a piece of your business, but if there's something else that you can, you know, mingle with kind of your outdoor adventure thing, like for me, helping people get to the place where they can actually enjoy their time on a trail and, you know, have the health to be able to do that and the strength to be able to do, to do that and, you know, point them kind of to, to their North star that's bigger than vanity and bigger than, you know, body image, you know, so for those of you guys listening, you know, you really do have to make it about, you know, solving people's problems yeah. and you're helping people like you guys with your, your equipment, you know, someone like me getting a backpacking trip, I don't want to go to the hassle of figuring out equipment. That was like one of the biggest hindrances for me to even kind of put that out there was I have no idea about equipment. I had never even led a backpacking trip before. So to have that problem solved for me was amazing. And so ultimately, if you're not solving a problem for people, you really just have a hobby. And so my kind of, you know, encouragement to you would be to just figure out what problem you're solving for people. You can make it about outdoor adventure. You can make it about whatever you're passionate about and however you want to, you know, lead your business. But, uh, you know, just really thinking about what people need at their core for what you're going to solve. So. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so how, how, how are you doing so far with, uh, summit fit? Is it, have you been building clientele steadily? Did it start out really strong and taper off or the opposite? How's it going? So, yeah, I always love telling the story. So we, we started off. So I started my first six week challenge with summit fit. I've always been primarily online. I mean, I've dabbled in a few VIP clients here and there when I started out, but I started summit fit with a six week course and we had, I think three people total register. That was back when I thought you could just put out like two, two different like posts about your product and then everybody would just flock to you and buy your stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Quickly learn how business works. People need to see things like 15 times before they buy. So that adds up to a lot of yeah. posting and that's why I'm active on social media. But, um, and now we have, we have 70 women in our membership and we have 40 women currently taking our six week course. So, you know, I'm serving over a hundred women. Plus I have one-on-one -on -one clients that I serve, you know, on a weekly daily basis. So yeah, we've definitely steadily grown. And I think that all comes back to just really staying in my yeah. lane with my this it's so easy to get distracted by what everybody else is doing and i've certainly had my journey with that as well but ultimately you know staying in the lane of like what your target clients want what they need how you can serve them best because this really is just about showing up and serving them you know to the best you can but yeah we've we've definitely grown steadily we had we've had our best summer ever typically summer is pretty slow hmm. for people in the wellness industry for people in the outdoor industry, not so much, um, your best time, but yeah, we, we continue to grow and yeah, we definitely are thinking of, you know, employees down the road contracting and just kind of the next five years. And so it's been, uh, it's been a really fun journey, a really hard journey. It does not come easy. You have to show up every yeah. single day. You got to put the work in and you have to ultimately tell people what you have to offer or they're not going to buy it. And you got to tell them a lot and you have to tell them in an authentic way because nobody wants to be sold to. They want you to solve their problems. And if you're going to show up and do that, then, you know, they will, they will be there. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a grind to say the least, <laughs> but we're growing. That's so. awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done trying to start a business, uh, around, uh, around a passion specifically. Yep. What's been more difficult raising kids or, or starting summit fit? <laughs> oh man. Uh, probably the combo together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. You're doing it at the same time. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, my kids are both now in school full time. Okay. So I've been, basically scaled this business with both of my kids at home for 
either part-time or full-time over the last uh, four years. So, you know, you don't have to have a full-time schedule to be able to do this. You know, you have to prioritize your time and hire babysitters when you need it. And, you know, I have a great husband who helps out on the weekends when I lead trips and, you know, is very supportive. So that's made a huge difference. But uh, building a business is quite similar to raising a child. So That's probably going to, all right. Right. Write that down. (laughs) Yes. It's going to all happen again one day. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so it's good to, if you don't have kids, enjoy the, the freedom you have to build at the pace, you know, you can go at yeah. and, but so that, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah, no kidding. So, so that, what are they like five and two, three or four now, your kids? Yeah, four and five. Four and five. So they, all they know is summit fit for for what mom does right this is uh yeah it's uh whole life it's kind of funny because at this point they probably say summit fit multiple times a day and um you know we have our power foods and our power habits so we have a slack line out back and like Mm. some climbing apparatuses and you know they'll get on those and jump off and put their muscles up like i'm summit fit and uh they'll you know We'll talk about Summit Fit food at the grocery store and, um, you know, they'll run faster on the yard or something and one of them will win and say, I'm more Summit Fit than you are. And uh, so it's, it's definitely a family uh, affair. It's a verb. <laughs> yeah. I'm just grooming one of them to take over the Summit Fit men someday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Have, have any men approached you wanting to do this? Um, yeah, I've definitely had men, you know, reach out and just say they love kind of what we're doing. We actually, I led a 14er back in August and my brother and his girlfriend's uh, brother actually came on it. So that was our first excursion with having men on the trip, which was fun. And, you know, we certainly believe that Summit Fit the lifestyle and the habits can be applied to anyone anywhere. So, you know, it's, we just kind of target women at this point, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, what made you decide, um, to choose women only? Was it just the the stigma of weight loss and fitness through like social media? Cause I, cause I read that you like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna have pictures of yourself with bikinis. It's going to be, flannels it's going to be you know hiking equipment climbing equipment backpacking stuff it's not going to be yeah so I guess I was asking why yeah I think well the obvious reason would be probably because I am a female Mm -hmm. um like I personally never struggled with the whole kind of body image thing myself but I feel general that you know, women are expected to show up uh, with the perfect body, the perfect diet, the perfect career, and there's just so much pressure on them. And so just providing a space, you know, to begin the business for women just to kind of have a safe place to explore what their healthiest life can look like, not me telling them what to do, but then really finding that for themselves. And, And I think the other aspect is just, uh, you know, I talked about this at the beginning, but women just don't feel confident to, you know, go walk on a trail by themselves. I mean, I get messages every time I do a solo hike, people worried about me, like, oh man, that's really scary that you hike alone. And I think this goes, I mean, I'm way more likely to die in a car wreck than I am to like, or something dangerous in the woods. I mean, certainly you need to be prepared, but, uh, yeah, I think those two stigmas, you know, and the pressure gets put on women in those particular areas. So, you know, that's really been our focal point is helping them, you know, be empowered to live health the way that feels good to them, not have the pressure from the fitness industry, and then just have the confidence to live out their passions, you know, their ambitions, their adventures, and, you know, use health as an avenue to do that. So that's kind of why we why we chose women. And I mean, I think men get the same pressure, though, from fitness industry it can often be just as, you know, men have eating disorders, men have body image issues, and, you know, have the stigma, of, you know, you have to have the six pack abs and all of the things. But, uh, you know, I think in general, 
the the focus on health is way off and it can be beneficial for both men and women yeah, to yeah. about this in a new a new light and for people who are outdoor adventurers you know making that really your mission rather than you know the whatever the fitness industry has made it about so okay so you 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 would be open to men at some point if you guys grow to that point involving definitely definitely only classes or you co-ed or something like that yeah i mean co-ed adventures you know couples adventures yeah um, you know even the online online group you know courses and that type of thing they would obviously look a lot different and i would probably you know hire someone to kind of run the male side of things but uh yeah I, we definitely want to take this, this lifestyle to the masses and men included, you know, families, you know, in general, I think families are really under a lot of pressure of just like doing everything, you know, health has kind of been taken out of family pictures a lot and not just like food, but not getting outside a lot, not having that connection with each other and our power habits, you know, they focus on nutrition, but, um, you know, the other five don't, they focus on mental health and really just connecting back to nature and connecting back to real life interaction with people and, you know, doing things that um, bring us joy and lower our stress. And I think, you know, we can all use that. And if you have, you know, women and men being impacted in that way, it can help strengthen families, it can help strengthen, you know, all of our communities and you know really amazing ways because health is not is not just food it's so much more and you know the american culture is crazy (laughs) and it's (laughs) stressed out and disconnected and so these power habits really serve as just like this reminder that you don't have to live in the rat race you know like we are and you can really get back to the fundamentals of being a a human (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I have a uh, friend that runs an organization. And they do father daughter trips, yeah. uh, mother son trips, like backpacking trips and stuff. Or or mother daughter is the same with father son. I think that is just so cool because it could be one trip for your life, but that's something the kid would never forget. That's something the father would never forget. To get that time away in the woods is yeah. I, I'd encourage you to delve into that if it if it gets to that point for you. Um, but overall, you know, what you're doing is just super positive as it is. I love the, that idea too. There's a, something stuck with me. There's a guy in New York city who moved out of the city. He quit his job on wall street and he opened up like an outdoor school for, um, kids in the inner city of New York and he has them bust down for these kind of outdoor experiences. And one of the girls was like, I feel like I'm at home when I'm here. Like I'm back home and I can really connect with me. And I haven't been able to do that, you know, back at home. And another kid was like, yeah, everybody's on their screens and it just feels like nobody talks to each other anymore. And like when I'm here, everybody's just focused on other people and, you know, Summit Fit at its essence, you know, that really is really what it embodies is just helping people get connected back to, you know, true health and really what we're made to do and, and, and live as humans. Um, and I think kids often have like the best perspective and most honest and raw perspective of just like what, how they feel about current life and how it's different whenever they kind of step outside of the American culture bubble. So, right. Right. So, so starting a business around health and fitness, do you find that it's helped you in your personal journey or is it a hindrance most of the time? Um, no, I feel like it's just a amazing kind of part of me and it helps it really does empower everything that I do. I think if there's something inside of you, a business idea or whatever you want to call it, that you kind of keep smothering and keep avoiding and putting off, you're always going to kind of be missing part of you. For me, I felt like once I started my business and really committed to it 100% that I was able to thrive in kind of all areas of my life because I created these power habits, you know, from scratch, from my own head 
and life and knew if they're going to enhance my life this much, how much more are they going to enhance the lives of other people? So I feel like, you know, just walking the trail, if you will, with all of my clients and, you know, whatnot in these power habits together. And we're really just, you know, trying to enrich our lives as a community, not just me standing over here telling people how to eat and telling people how to live, but um, it really is just kind of an overflow of what I'm already doing. And having the business has helped keep me focused. It's helped keep me, you know, true to sticking to those habits every day that really enrich my life and the life lives of other people around me because I feel good mentally and I feel good physically. So, you know, if you have a business that feels like it's robbing life from you, you know, I always tell people to maybe take a, you know, take a check on things and really kind of reevaluate how you're running it and how you're, how you're doing it. Because uh, ultimately, if it, you know, robs you of health and robs you of joy, then it's not going to be a sustainable thing long term. But if you like, if your work is an overflow of your passion, then you'll never work a day in your life, despite the hard work that goes into it. So yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. It's it's tough when it's not making much money, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they say it takes an average of five years for people to really hit that successful point where they have, you know, a thriving business, you know, financially. And, yeah. you know, it's hard to work when you're not making money. Um, so I think if you don't have the passion piece with it, you won't you won't last long term. I mean, most businesses don't last. Ultimately, you know, that's kind of the the grim statistics out there. But uh, if you have a passion connected with it, my theory, you can't, you can't stop because it's just you being you and, you know, growing that into a business. So yeah, no, I that's, I'm really glad you said that it takes an average of five years. And that's, that's really that's honestly impossible for some people, but that doesn't mean they can't start taking some sort of step every day mm-hmm. to to start at least planting that seed. I remember my grandmother told me one time she goes, "There's nothing hard about a phone call because I was talking about like raising money for some like you know no nonprofit thing I was trying to do, and uh she's like, "Just start making phone calls. that's all you gotta do like there's nothing hard about that. you can do it, you got a phone." I was like, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I could spend an hour after work every day doing this and that's somewhere. And within, you know, a year it could be built to something and within five, it could really be what I, what I do now. But I, that is a huge intimidation for a lot of people who are bogged down with families or have careers that they just can't seem to walk away from. Mm-hmm. You can always start a side hustle yep, um, to make it at least justify the time you spend by bringing in just a little. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I love what you said about, you got to love it too. be, um, Steve Jobs said something about that. He's like, you'd be an idiot if you didn't love pursuing something new because yeah, it's going to take five years probably to really be successful. You're not going to waste five years on something you hate doing and not getting paid for it at the same time. You know what I mean? It's just kind of stupid. Right. And the only way forward is forward. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people miss is that you're not going to figure out kind of what your niche market is. You're not going to figure out, you know, your long-term business plan in, in three months, you know, it's going to evolve out of the work, oh, man. Yeah. you know, the confidence that you gain as a business owner to do whatever you need to do in your business is going to come through the work that you put in, you know, showing up when you don't know what you're doing, your first products are probably going to suck, you know, just <laughs> you have to yep that piece of it. Um, and I think that's a really critical, critical thing. If you want to be an entrepreneur is, you know, understanding that piece of it, because if you're not willing to show up and not know what you're doing necessarily, and, you know, fall on your face, that it's going to be a long road, because it's just a continuation of doing that and just making yeah. your product or your service better. But until you go through that fire, you know, you don't get to the other side of it. And, you know, most people just feel like, well, I can't do that. They compare themselves. I'm not making any money. And, you know, they throw in the towel. And so I think you really have to do to understand that other people have walked the same journey. You know, Michael Jordan walked the same journey with missing all of his shots before he became the world's best basketball player. And absolutely at literally any 
you know, entrepreneur, any successful person, and they've all had to go through the same exact journey. No one is exempt from that. So. By now, you certainly know who Bent Gate is. That's for a great reason. Bent Gate Mountaineering has been sponsoring the Adventure Sports Podcast almost from the beginning, and we really appreciate that. They've made it possible for all the great shows to continue coming your way. We want to say thanks by reminding you to go to them for your backcountry gear. If you live in Colorado, then just stop by their store in Golden. If not, go to bentgate.com. They have what you need from the latest ultralight gear to the tried and true classics for climbing, hiking, and camping, like Arcteryx, Hilleberg, Nemo, Western Mountaineering, and many more. Need advice? They have you covered there, too. Their staff are passionate adventurers who can offer help from their own experiences. Bentgate also hosts lots of events and speakers. Check out their website to see the schedule and to see all of their products. Help take care of the Adventure Sports Podcast by getting your gear from Bentgate Mountaineering. Has Summit Fit become what you thought it was going to be when you first got the idea, or has it changed? Uh, I think I spent so many years before Summit Fit kind of exploring what I wanted my business to look like that that came a little faster but you know if you go back 10 year eight years prior to when I started Summit Fit no way uh but you know two four years ago I was sitting with some girlfriends and I told them someday like I would love to lead like a mountain retreat or trip of some sort and I thought in my head, you know, that's just a silly, funny dream that I'm talking out loud. It's probably not going to actually happen. But I'm using that as kind of an example of like, well, I just led my first women's backpacking trip, yeah. you know, in the wild. <laughs> One of the coolest places, too. I mean, the pictures were stunning. Yeah, it was an amazing, amazing trip. I, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better first trip, but, you know, I've never. I'm no longer scared to kind of speak out what I want things to look like. It doesn't mean they're going to look exactly like that. But I think if you have those ideas of those big kind of dreams that you want for your business and you start writing them down and sharing them with people, they're much more likely to, you know, actually come to pass. Probably not in the way you imagined, but, and you know, that's all part of the evolving process in your business, but uh, they will turn out just like they're supposed to because you'll go through that season of putting in the work and figuring out what it really needs to look like, what, you know, what, what's going to be best for your clients. And then, you know, it's much more likely to happen. But um, I, always, I always like to think back on that because I 100% did not believe that was ever really going to happen. Uh, you are. And here, here I am. So in the middle yeah. of it, you know, right. I mean, you're, you're, it's a success. Like I I count a success if it moves from your brain to physically out in the world, that's a success. And heck you're, you're, you've impacted hundreds of people so far, you know, that's successful, you know, whether you make a million dollars or not, what you thought of is now a reality and that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just have to kind of I mean, the backpacking trip was an amazing success. success. You know, I I hired someone to help me lead it. She kind of did the personal development piece of it. And, you know, with that, like, I was terrified to finally put out, like, my sales page for people to sign up. I'm like, it took me months to kind of put that out there and just think, like, if I hadn't have just put it out there scared that backpacking trip would have never happened. So I think, I think a lot of people are ready to take some of those next steps, but they sit there and think through all of it and they mull over it and they talk themselves out of it because they're just, you know, I'm not ready for this. I'm too scared for this, whatever it might be. And I think a lot of times you are ready. It's just, again, like your first, your first products might not be that great. In this case, we had an amazing first backpacking trip, but that hasn't always been the case. I've, I've put out lots of things that just fell flat on their faces. So, you know, part of the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did. My first trip wasn't like that. I signed up, I had a sign up page for a bike tour and, uh, threw it out there, worked really hard. No one signed up for it. That was pretty humiliating, but <laughs> oh man, I'm glad yours was, but it's fine. I mean, that was years ago now. And 
you know, it's, it's evolved into something else. We don't even do that anymore where it's focused on backpacking, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you are on Instagram pretty frequently and I actually enjoy following you. Um, and you're active. So I, this, I don't want this to sound weird, but you're in my mind a lot more because of that. And I think that's important for building your clientele. But yep. personally, I'm in charge of our social media too. And for me, it does bog me down a little bit, just constantly seeing that feed of like just stunning pictures that I'm not in and that I could never take and that all these like super gorgeous people are in. And I don't know, it is really easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing and you mentioned that a couple times. Is that something you've struggled with, with building Summit Fit? Definitely. There's definitely been seasons, you know, especially earlier on where I was kind of trying to find my footing and find my voice and really who I was talking to. Yeah. And, you know, after I've kind of figured that out, you know, really the best Instagram pages and even though there are Instagram pages that I would never follow that have huge followings, you know, yeah. Ultimately, if you're solving a problem for your clients and you're showing up authentically with practical, helpful, empowering information that's useful to their lives, if you're not just showing up talking about yourself and like, you know, all your problems and all the things you do good at, people really want that authenticity now on social media, um, yeah. you know, any industry everything's so oversaturated in the online space now because anybody can start a business <laughs> anytime they want. Right. So I think people are craving authenticity more than anything. And they want to be able to relate with you as a human. They don't want to just be following someone behind the screen. They want to know that you're, that you're human and that you could sit across the table from them and have some coffee and have a good conversation. And you're not like above them. And, you know, especially with the wellness industry that can, you know, take on just, Oh, like I need to have a six pack abs like her, or I need to look like yeah. that or, you know, do X, Y, and Z workouts like her. And, you know, for me, I think I'm finding that people aren't, aren't relating with that anymore. They don't want that anymore. And so whatever industry, you know, you're in just, that's what people are, are craving. And my advice to business owners is to, unfollow people or pages that maybe kind of distract you from what you're trying to really create in your business because it's super easy to start following people and think oh like I need to be more like them and do more of they're doing but you don't I mean you can draw ideas from people that's certainly good but if you're one of those people I can be like this who tend to get sidetracked really easily uh it's best <laughs> follow yeah, same here Right. It's it's best to follow people that are going to, you know, enhance what you're doing, but not take you away, you know, on a different rabbit from what you're doing. That's and, a fine line. Yeah, it's definitely a fine line. <laughs> That's funny you say that. I had to do that. I just came to the realization there was a couple of people I was following that, like, I looked at them and like, God, I am not even close to that yet. Mm -hmm. And we started at the same time or, or you know, they... I know who they are and they're just doing way better, but yeah. holy cow, that is just soul crushing. If you get caught in that loop and yeah, I just had to kind of cut that out of my life personally. And it helps so much not to constantly compare yourself. And that's just good life advice in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but but then at the same time, I'd have people talk to me and be like, man, you guys are killing it. You must be just, I don't know, set. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Every day is an absolute grind. Right. And some days I give up. Some days I can't even bring myself to work on it. You know what I mean? Like it's not this trajectory into success. It's, man, it's, it's, it's just constantly having your head on the ground, highs and lows. Every day is a roller coaster, I feel like. And exciting, yes. Stressful, yes. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what that would feel like to get to the point that it felt like we've made it. Yeah, and I think I've heard enough podcasts and listened, you know, read enough blogs from people who've made it, you know, money-wise and just 
you know, influence wise, they still feel the same things and pains that they felt when they had 2000 followers, you know, on Instagram and still have their days where they don't want to show up, where they want to give up. Um, You know, I I don't think anybody's exempt from that. And I don't think, I think we do often think people have made it, but once you've made it, you don't really feel like you've made it. (laughs) You still have the same problems. You still the same, you know, mental kind of breakdowns that you're going to have through the journey. It's just part of being, being a human. And yeah, I've certainly had more than I can count nights crying on the couch. Just like, I don't want to do this. This is awful. What am I doing? You know, doubting everything I've created. And I think that's just, yeah, I don't think we probably talk about that enough as entrepreneurs. No, no. There's so much to compare with, you know, on the online space and everybody's comparing with someone ahead of them. But, you know, if you can use that to kind of, you know, inspire you to keep growing, you know, I always talk about the online people as kind of like my online mentors. And even though I'm not having like one-on-one interaction with most of them, I use them kind of as my aspiration you know, to, to keep growing, to keep moving forward. And, but uh, yeah, it still doesn't make it easy to, to fall into the comparison game when you're on the, on the social media space. So I think, I think it can make you crazy if you let it. So absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, do you find that summit fit is good for your family dynamics or has it been a challenge. Yeah, it certainly has um, been been both. It's been good for family dynamics in the sense of you know just getting our family uh, camping more. You know, we when oh, we first wow. moved here, we rarely did you know that type of thing. Over the last two summers, we've probably camped you know ten to fifteen times with our kids, and they're they're young. A lot of people don't camp with kids that young. Uh, it's helped us you know be more adventurous and get outside more. But, you know, there's no getting around the chaos of raising toddlers. And, you know, it, there's, no, there's no rule book. There's no manual on raising kids. And there's certainly no manual on raising kids and starting a business from the ground up. Um, so, yeah, you should there's... write one. <laughs> right. Maybe I should. I'm, I'm sure someone else already has. So I need to look for that. Yeah, you could write one too, though. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there have definitely been really stressful seasons. And I think... If I didn't have a supportive spouse, um, it would make it a lot harder, if not impossible. Um, just the way I'm kind of wired, if I don't have you know support with the people around me, it's hard for me to keep grinding, you know, day after day with something, you know, especially if, if it's your somebody you live with. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, I mean, we've had to, you know, I've had to hire babysitters and I've had to, you know, really create boundaries between my business and kiddos. And that's not always easy. There are certain weeks where I'm super busy and other weeks where I'm not. But I think carving out space for just your family is really important. So whenever we go to the mountains, I actually delete like my Facebook app and my Instagram app. And I don't look at my phone at all, you know, during those periods. So having those types of of trips and then just weekly, you know, having going on dates with your kids where, you know, biking to the park or, you know, those regular times that they're expecting you to really spend time, quality time with them. And then, you know, just having, having work hours and setting those. And, you know, in the mornings, I try to spend time with my kiddos and, and do very intentional things off my phone. So, I mean, I think it all comes back to, you don't have to work 24 seven, you're actually going to get more done Hmm. in a quality way. If you do less work and focus kind of on those blocks of time, because if you're multitasking with toddlers around you, you're not getting anything done super well. Um, so yeah, I think it all comes back to creating boundaries and, but yeah, there have been really, really hard, stressful seasons, um, you know, with behavioral stuff with our kiddos and, you know, there's just, it, sometimes that takes more time away. And, uh, there was a season where I had to drop all of my one-on-one clients to tend to 
something with one of our, our oldest kiddo. And, um, it was a, like a six month period, you know, where I had to do that. And so sometimes you do have to, you know, make, make, um, you know, cause you can't control everything going around and kids, kids definitely throw you for, for loops and, you know, you kind of have to ride the wave of that and they're always, you know, first priority. And, but I, I believe that you can build a business and have a thriving family at the same time. But again, it's, it's not an easy road. So. Yeah, no, that's, um, thank you for being so honest. Um, that's yeah. Crazy. And, and it, I mean, did it feel a little bit, I mean, that's a six month period is a long time to kind of mm-hmm. step away from something, especially when you're building it. Did you feel like it might've been over or do you, you just know that it would, you'd pick it back up? There were definitely periods, um, with that situation where I felt like, you know, I might have to not do summit fit full time. And, you know, we just kind of had to follow that journey, you know, with that and things have, you know, improved tremendously. We've gotten a lot of outside help um, with that, which has been a game changer and just yeah. given and I some space to breathe. And, you know, I, there were definitely times where, where I thought that, and that could have, you know, been a, been a potential. So, you know, it's, it's all part of the story and it's actually kind of, enhanced my business um, because so much of the stuff that I focus on with movement and, you know, getting out on the slack line and doing a lot of sensory stuff has helped him so much. And, you know, my clients have loved all my posts about that. So, you know, I've even thought about down the road using kind of what's going on with him as another business to kind of support families that are in the same situation as we were in, um, just to kind of help with their overall health and wellness, you know, when they're in kind of that spot with their kiddos and behavioral issues. So, you know, all that to say, you might have to take a step back with things at times to give more of your attention to something that you aren't really expecting. And that's, I think it all will work for you in the end if you let it and not resist, you know, what's actually happening right in front of you. You know, you just can't control everything in life, certainly, but I think it all works out for your good in the end. So some dang good advice right there. (laughs) No, thank you for that. Cause yeah, you just, it is not a straight path to, to where you want to be doing anything. And that attitude is, that attitude is going to lead to your success. So I'm really excited for Summit Fit and your family. I'm going to wrap up with uh, a question that I like to ask people at the end. Has there been any surprises for either how difficult or how easy an aspect of starting your business has been? Let's see. Yeah, I would say for both of those, uh, the surprising difficulty has been how much mentally you get kind of tossed back and forth with raising a, with running a business. You know, I always thought it would just be kind of this straight and narrow. Um, but I think the hardest part of running a business has been keeping my mindset in the right place every single day. And that I use the power habits to help me stay in that right right mindset mentally. Uh, you know, I think it's impossible to run a business and start a business from scratch by yourself if you don't have your mindset in the right spot. So I think that's been the most surprising thing. The surpri- the thing that's been surprised me on the easy side would be how easy it is to actually build a business if you are staying in your lane and talking to your ideal clientele and really serving them and showing up for them, you know, in a way that enhances and improves their life. When you do that, things really do thrive much quicker. And, you know, the formula to having a successful business doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a grind, you know, in the sense of, you know, you never figure it out. It's always going to be hard. I think there is a period of that for sure with everyone, but I think, eventually you kind of land on your formula and once you kind of stay in your lane with that 
it's a lot easier to grow much quicker than you did, you know, the three years prior when you were kind of all over the place with everything. So uh, that would probably be a recent, you know, discovery. That's awesome. And then you can kind of scale from there once you figure out what people want. Mm -hmm. Yep. Man, that's awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show and thanks for sharing all that advice and being honest. That's what people want. That's what the listeners want is someone to really tell them what it's like to try to do something that's kind of out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I appreciate you having me on and for sharing all this. So it was very fun. Yeah. And people can find out more about you at summitfit.com and your Instagram, which is uh, summitfit official. Is that right? Yep. Summitfit official. Perfect. Say hi and I'll say hi back. And especially you business owners, I'd love to connect with you and, you know, I love giving back to young businesses because I remember and I still remember, you know, how hard it is. I'm still in that period. So I love connecting with other people, building businesses. So yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem. We, we enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, thank you. And we will direct people to your website and, uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Again, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it a lot. So I uh, hope to have my own podcast here in the next year. So I'll I'll return the favor for you. (laughs) So my six-week Feel Your Adventure Challenge is a step-by-step kind of plan to help you create daily habits that really optimize your health and help you feel those like greater adventures in your life. So you get the online portal with workouts and food guidance and kind of a daily homework assignment and that online group support with that as well. You also get um, live video education from me. So we really give you the A to Z on Summit Fit Living to catapult you into a lifestyle that you can maintain the rest of your life. We like to say that this is the last health program you'll ever have to take because our idea is that you really take off with this and you know make it your own adventure and apply it to your life in the best way possible for you so um, that starts October 8th you can register up until October 5th and our first week is called base camp so I really prep you for the five weeks after that and so we really do look at this as kind of a, a journey you know together to our summit so we'd love to have you thanks for listening y'all don't forget to subscribe don't forget to follow us on social media and give us a call 812 mail pod m-a-i-l-p-o-d